Good evening, Hampton Roads. Welcome to another edition of Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm your host, certified financial planner Kevin Zivna, president of Wealthway Financial Advisors, coming to you live like we do every second and fourth Tuesday of the month. Dialogue with you, take your calls. If you have a question or comment relating to your own personal financial situation, then this is your forum to discuss, and we'd love to hear from you. All we need is your first name, city you're calling from, and no matter what I'm talking about, if it's important to you, then it's important to me. We'll get you right on air. 627-7979. Don't forget that area code, 757-627-7979. Wealthway Financial Advisors is the proud sponsor of Dollars and Common Sense. We are an independent registered investment advisor, which means we're legally held to a fiduciary standard to put our clients' interest ahead of our own in any business dealing. And that's the way it should be when you work with a financial advisor. As the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. So by design, we can't work with everyone. We work with a relatively small group of high net worth individuals. But that's one of the reasons we feel so strongly about coming here every second and fourth Tuesday at 6 p.m. And that's to reach out and help as many people in the Hampton Roads listing area that we can achieve your measure of financial success. Because it is a core belief at Wealthway Advisors that the overwhelming majority of people in this country have the opportunity for financial security if they choose it as a choice because it takes some time, it takes some effort, and it takes some knowledge. We are here to help. You got to take that first step, though. Pick up the phone. Give me a call, 627-7979. Whether you want to talk about anything having to do with the investment markets, the economy, insurance products like life insurance, health insurance, property casualty, taxes, tax planning, tax reduction strategies, retirement planning, retirement plans, 401ks, 43bs, TSP, IRAs, Roth IRAs, mortgage options, social security claiming strategies, or estate planning, wills and trusts. All that and more falls under the per, uh, the umbrella of personal finance. We're here to discuss tonight. 627-7979. And so tonight... I am going to talk about something that's probably long overdue, the components of comprehensive financial planning, which, of course, in every show we talk about aspects of financial planning and segments of financial planning. But I don't know if we've ever really delved deep into what are the real components that make up a true, detailed, analytical financial plan or financial planning. And I I should say, a a financial plan in and of itself, by itself, is of limited value because life does not follow a plan, typically. Um, And so as soon as the ink is dry on the first draft of the financial plan, we find that a life has gotten in the way and changes need to be made. So a financial plan is really a financial planning process. And it needs to be an ongoing process if it's going to be successful because life is ever-evolving, ever-changing, and the best laid laid plans of mice and men often go awry, as we've learned uh, many long uh, years ago from William Shakespeare. So financial planning needs to be dynamic, evolving, 
and move with the participants in the plan. So um, that's what we do at Wealthway, ongoing analytical financial planning advice uh, with our clients over their lifetime. We don't just do a plan for anybody. We do planning for our clients. And it's my contention that financial planning is a service that everyone needs that they don't know they need, nearly everyone needs, that they don't know they need. You know, it's the, it's the next evolution of financial advice. Most people know that they need to sort of save and invest over time to have some money at a future date. But And so, so those that do invest, and by the way, only a little bit more than half of the people in the United States have any exposure to um, traditional forms of investments, Main Street investments like stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, that type of thing. Only a little bit more than half the population has exposure to those, usually most of those to their company-sponsored retirement plan. But of those that do invest, they're investing for a purpose and a reason, to have more money at a future date to eventually be able to do more things or have more options or more opportunities or accomplish certain life goals and objectives. So most people know about investing and the, and the importance of investing, but all we get from investments is a rate of return. <laughs> if you get that, depending on your brokerage uh, statements that you get from your custodian. But all we get from good investment management is a rate of return. The rate of return doesn't tell us if we are saving enough. Uh, at what age can we retire? Do we have enough for our kids' college? When can we buy the vacation house? Are we on track for retirement? How much can we spend in retirement without fear of running out of money? None of those questions get answered through investment management. They get answered through detailed, analytical, ongoing financial planning analysis. So tonight, I want to talk about what goes into good financial planning analysis. So first off, it typically starts with goals. What are we trying to accomplish? I mean, it's hard to make a plan until you know what you're trying to accomplish with your money. So whether you're doing it yourself or working with a professional, your plan generally should start with a list of your goals. Like big goals, aspirational goals, small goals. I want enough to save up to buy a car. But once you sort of get an idea of what your goals are, then you can develop the plan from there. And then you organize those goals somewhat by how soon you need the money. So short-term, medium-term, and long-term. Now, I will say this. From professional perspective, it is rare that a person that we sign on a new client and that person knows specifically what their goals and objectives are with their money. Most people do not. And that's okay. And that shouldn't preclude you from starting the financial planning process. It's important just to get started. Even if you don't know what the end result is going to be, start the financial planning process. But generally speaking, and the reason, the reason that most people don't have specific financial goals is because they don't know what's possible. The financial planning process, as we go through it, helps unlock 
what is possible in each person and each family's life so that they can st- start to open up their mind to how do they want to use their money to live their their best life. Because when you don't even have the plan, you don't even know what's possible, you don't even, most people don't really think in big terms. They think, I get up, I go to work, I make a paycheck, I save 5% of it in my 401k plan, and I'm going to be doing that for the next year, next, uh, you know, 40 years of my life, um, and then maybe one day I'll figure out what I want to do. But good financial planning done early can help unlock a lot more possibilities for you over your lifetime. Um, that's the that's one of the great values of financial planning is it helps you define your goals as you go along because it lets you know what's possible. So, again, start to uh, we start with a general idea, general direction of where you want to go. Obviously, retirement is a big one for most people in America, where we have more of a work, work, work than. Uh, well, nowadays it's more like part-time work for a little bit than a full break into retirement. Um, so, so it's important to have enough assets in order to maintain your lifestyle for the rest of your life when you're no longer bo- uh, producing an income or getting a paycheck. So whatever the goals tend to be or and if they evolve over time, a good idea is to order them in short-term, medium-term goals. So short-term things are those that you want to achieve in, like, say, the next five years, paying off a credit card debt or buying a new car. Uh, medium-term goals, those you hope to achieve in the next five to ten years, maybe down payment on a house, perhaps starting your own business. And then long-term goals are those that are 10 years or more away. And so usually college or higher education for your kids, obviously retirement, maybe vacation house, maybe a boat, RV, maybe the sale of the business then long-term, elaborate travel plans. We want to go to Egypt. We want to take a cruise around the world, those types of things, long-term goals. And if you order them in short, medium, long-term, then you can start to narrow in on a specific dollar figure and a target date uh, on when you're going to need exactly how much money. And once we know those pieces of the puzzle, then we can develop savings and investing plans to arrive at that particular date with the right amount of money or with a good estimate of what the uh, amount of money we'll have. Obviously, the future is always unpredictable, Plans are always changing. Investment markets uh, are not guaranteed, although we do have some reliable predictors of investment performance, and that gets baked into financial planning. Um, But once we know the specifics, uh, target date and dollar amount, then we can start to formulate the rest of the plan. And I will say that any time is a good time to start formal financial planning and the earlier you start financial planning the more options will be open to you later in life but practically i would say that we see most people ready to hunker down into the real analytical financial planning process around age 50 to 52 that's when that's when people tend to get serious about their finances. Retirement no longer is as theoretical as it once was when you were 20 and 22. When you were 50 and 52, you're looking at 10 to 15 years by American standards of 
when you might shut down working for a paycheck and when you might be able to get to enjoy this uh, dream we call retirement. All right, I'm going to pause right here, take a short break. We'll get into more components of good, comprehensive financial planning when we come back. If you want to jump in on conversation, give me a call on studio line 627-7979. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on News Talk 790 WNIS. Welcome back to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna, president of Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. Tonight, we're talking about the components that go into a good, comprehensive financial planning engagement. Financial planning, the service everyone needs that they don't know they need. The next evolution of financial advice after investments. Investments just give us a rate of return. They don't tell us what to do about that rate of return. It's the ongoing analytical financial planning that does tell us what to do. And so good financial planning helps you get the most out of life with your money. First off, talked about financial goals, uh, kind of the starting point for a good financial planning foundation, but also said that most people don't know really with much um, specifics what their financial goals are. That's okay. Doesn't matter. Don't let it stay in your way. Don't let that stop you. Get started. How do we get started after the goals? We develop a net worth statement. Net worth statement is kind of like a report card, if you will, the baseline. Um, it's the everything you own minus everything you owe, and whatever's left over is known as your net worth. So list of all your assets, bank, investment accounts, real estate, some of the bigger valuable personal property maybe. Um, those are all your assets. And then your debts, credit cards, mortgages, student loans, uh, car loans. You subtract the debts from all of your assets, and that is your net worth. Net worth is another term that we use for your wealth. Uh, everything you own minus everything you owe. So that's the starting point and something we do for all our clients uh, once they get started. And then we track the net worth on an ongoing basis. So generally speaking, when you're in the accumulation phase, you know, your 20s to your 60s, you're going to want to be steadily growing your net worth over time. Net worth being um, the, the, the wealth, the, the power, the money uh, that you have to then make good decisions about how you want to live your life. So you need to track it on a regular basis in order to know that your plan is working. So net worth statement, uh, we do it for all our clients. We update it every time we do an annual review, and we always track it over time so they can see the steady growth um, occurring. Then uh, after we get a net worth statement, then we delve into budget and cash flow 
planning. Now, I tread lightly here because I know that 99.9% .9 of people will never have a budget and want nothing to do with the budget. That's okay. Uh, we don't try to force anybody to have a budget. We essentially tell our clients what their budget is. The budget is where the rubber meets the road from a planning standpoint. Um, and so it's making sure it's accounting for all the cash inflows, all your income sources. And then we subtract out taxes. And that's always most people's biggest expense, usually take about 30, 35% right off the top uh, for state and federal taxes and real estate and so forth. Uh, and then known savings. So any known contributions that you're doing on a regular dependable basis, 401k contributions, 403bs, IRA contributions that are that have been established for a period of time. We have reliable, dependable. We know you're doing at least that much. Um, and then and then any also reliable savings that goes into bank accounts, but bank accounts tend to by their nature are more short-term, fluid. Uh, liquid assets, money goes in, money comes out. Usually if it builds up past a critical mass, that's when you're going to want to move a chunk of it out of bank and low-earning bank assets like savings accounts, checking accounts, uh, into investment of some sort to get uh, higher uh, growth rates. But by analyzing all that at a high level, we can essentially back in to what our clients are spending on average over the course of a year and then break it down on a monthly basis. And you, know, you have to remember it's not just the routine expenses like mortgage and utilities and car payments and groceries. You got to remember the uh, irregular life <laughs> events that happen, car repairs, out-of-pocket health care costs, uh, the real estate taxes just do once a year or, or maybe uh, twice a year, depending on the city that you're in. Um, you know, the big trip you took in July for, sem uh, for summer vacation. You know, a lot of times the, there's these one-off expenses, but there's about, there's about 10 different one-off expenses over the course of the year. And then the next year, there's a whole new set of 10 different one-off expenses for that year and then the year after, another set. So the one-offs uh, may be you know, exclusive, exclusively one-off to that one event for a while, the windows that we put in the house. Okay, we're not gonna do that again for 20 years. Yeah, but there's gonna be something else next month. So usually once we do the analysis for our, our, our new clients, they, uh, uh, and we tell them what we think that they are spending on a monthly and annual basis, it is almost always met with shock and a little bit of fear. There's no way we are not spending that much money. Well, no, you're not spending it based on your basic expenses, but you take those 10 one-offs over the course of the year, you average them out, and boom, there you go. That is your spending. Otherwise, we'd see it building up in your retirement accounts or your bank accounts. And if it isn't there, then it's going out the door somewhere and so that's how we can back into a budget for our clients to say, okay, this is your current standard of living. This is how much we think you're living on. And this is what that, and, and you know, we don't, we, don't, we don't get into the nitty gritty about what you spend your money on. That's your business. But, but we can t t tell globally 
kind of how much they are spending on a monthly and annual basis. And that sets the baseline for their lifestyle. And so your spending patterns are your current lifestyle. And most people, their objective, once they get to a, a decent lifestyle, decent, a comfortable lifestyle, is to maintain that lifestyle uh, throughout retirement and for the rest of their lives. So a good that's where a lot of our good planning baseline comes from. And then obviously from there, we can start to dream bigger, think bigger, maybe have bigger uh, financial goals once we know what's possible through the rest of planning. When we come back after this break, we'll get into more of the details around that. If you want to jump in on the conversation, 627-7979. I'm certified financial planner, Kevin Zivna. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on News Talk 790 WNIS. back to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna, president of Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, look us up online at Wealthway Advisors. Dot com. Once there, you can request an information packet to find out what it's like to work with us or sign up for a free quarterly newsletter at WealthwayAdvisors.com. Just go to the contact page, put your name and address in the uh, dialog boxes there, select the appropriate drop-down menu, and we'll get that information out to you later on this week. And that's all we will use your name and address for is just to send you the information that you request. If you've got some nuanced questions, want to speak to a live human being, we got those at the office too. Give us a call, 757-456-2200. I want to remind everybody our next show will be in two weeks on Tuesday, October 10th at 6 p.m. as usual. But if you can't catch us live every second and fourth Tuesday of the month at 6, get the show as a podcast. Search for Dollars in Common Sense wherever you get your podcast. Download us, take us with you wherever you go and you can listen at your leisure. And for those of you into social media, we got a presence on Facebook and LinkedIn. You wanna search for Wealthway Financial Advisors, hit that like button, and usually about once a week, we put up a financial planning oriented post. 627-7979 if you wanna give me a call on the studio line, talking about the components of good comprehensive financial planning. Um, something that we is fundamental to our practice and something that we do for all our clients of our practice. The service everyone needs that they don't know they need, the next evolution of financial advice after investments, the reason why we invest to have more money. Financial planning tells us what to do with the more money. So financial planning helps you get the most out of your life. Use your money to get the most out of your life. Uh, first half of the show, Financial goals, net worth statement, budgeting, or 
you're not going to set a budget. We're going to tell you what your budget is. Or cash flow planning is a, is a better way of saying it so people don't recall recoil from the word budget. So cash flow planning, and usually um, we're the ones telling our clients what, how much they're spending on an annual and, uh, and monthly basis. So we do the work for them. Uh, that, that, that cash flow plan or that spending plan that they have is your baseline lifestyle at this current point in time. And so it serves as a foundation for conversation of, are you satisfied with your lifestyle? Do you would you want more? Do you want more opportunity? Do you, do you want um, more opportunity for your family, for your kids? Uh, do you want um, you know, more travel? Do you want a bigger house? Do you want some toys, uh, a boat, an RV, that type of thing? At least when we know the, the baseline lifestyle, now we have a foundation for making good, informed conversations around more concrete financial goals. Remember I said at the outset, you don't have to have them to get started. It'd be ideal if you did, but most people don't. So that's okay. They often present themselves as we go through the financial planning process and once people realize what's possible with their money. So after doing those things, we want to make sure we have emergency fund, right? Emergency fund is um, usually defined in the financial planning profession as uh, three months, but ideally closer to six months worth of essential living expenses. So the mortgage, the rent, the car payments, the utilities, the groceries, um, all those types of things are essential typically to good daily living. And so setting aside three to six months worth of those uh, expenses in liquid, safe, stable bank accounts is the preferred uh, parking place for that type of money. And these this is true emergency money. So it's not vacation money. It's not to save it up and then spend half of it down on a vacation or to uh, redo the kitchen or to buy furniture for the sunroom. No, those are separate types of expenses. This is true emergency. The roof needs to be repaired unexpectedly, uh, car repairs, medical bills. It's your peace of mind. It's your put your head on the pillow and sleep easy money. Okay, it's not. I don't have to worry about the market, short-term market performance. It's stable. It's safe. It's reliable. It's liquid. It isn't earning you much of anything, but that's okay. That's not the purpose of an emergency fund. So, a good foundation uh, of a financial plan is to have that emergency fund. It keeps you out of trouble. It keeps you out of bad debt. Because okay, when an emergency does arise, an unexpected, unforeseen financial calamity, you don't have to run to credit cards or a personal loan or your father-in-law <laughs> you know, that you have to pay back at some point. It, you have that cushion to absorb most of life's unforeseen um, oh, the loss of a job. That's a big one, right? Yeah, you, you know, unexpected loss of a job. And uh, even government employees, which you have the most stable, reliable forms of employment, still can get furloughed, as we know through budget uh, conversations going on right now. They can get furloughed for a couple months, not draw any income. Now, you get your back pay, but you better be prepared to go a couple uh, months without any pay. That's your emergency fund. So unexpected loss of job is a big one um, to help. Uh, that emergency fund helps um, 
soften the blow, all right? Then after the emergency fund, now we want to tackle debt management. So first of all, don't get into bad debt, and you don't have to get out of it, okay? There, there's you know, straightforward financial advice, but um, that's not possible for everyone, and I know that. Uh, not all debt, though, is bad debt. Mortgage debt typically has been, until recently, good debt. Uh, good debt defined as something with a low interest rate. Low, in this environment, we would consider basically anything 4% or below. So a lot of people were able to purchase houses or refinance houses um, in the fours, the threes, and sometimes even in the twos, 30-year fixed rate mortgage, 2.75. Man, if you've got something like that, you should be laughing yourself to sleep every every night because that is historically low, uh, cheap, long-term debt that is likely not to be duplicated maybe ever again in your lifetime. Um, so that's good debt because it isn't costing you much. And you should not rush to pay off cheap debt like that. You should redirect that cash flow that you would have applied to the debt because we still have this weird fascination with having to have our house paid off, uh, our mortgage paid off when we go into retirement. There's no requirement that says that. Um, it's an antiquated depression era notion um, that I think is it's certainly – it lowers your overall net worth if you rush to pay off cheap mortgage debt too fast instead of redirecting the cash flow into higher earning vehicles like common stocks. And we do the math for clients all the time so they, they can see it. So just know that all debt is not bad debt. Uh, cheap debt can be good debt if used properly, but high interest consumer debt like credit cards, um, can, is something you want to try to avoid at all costs. Use them for convenience. Use them for whatever the perk is, mileage or points, that type of thing. But pay them off in full each and every single month. That should be your objective. Uh, and in, in addition, by doing that, uh, you, you retain a good credit score. If you have too much money on credit cards, that lowers your credit score. That starts to infiltrate other aspects of your financial life. So get the, get the high uh, expense debt paid off. Don't go into it in the first place if you can avoid it, but if you do, get it paid off as quickly as possible because every dollar you pay in finance charges and interest is one you can't put towards other goals. And then if you have several several different types of high interest rate debt like maybe consumer loan maybe you have a a high interest uh, car loan because maybe your credit isn't that good uh, plus plus um, credit cards there are strategies and techniques that you can use as a financial advisor can help you try to tackle and get down quickly or as quick as possible. That's not something we specialize in too much, but just know that that exists out there if that uh, describes you. So get that bad debt paid off and keep it paid off. All right, I'm going to take a short break here. We've got uh, three or four more components of a good comprehensive financial planning process that I want to go through and let you know about. So uh, if you want to jump in on the conversation, give me a call on studio line 
I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on News Talk 790 WNIS. Welcome back to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna, president of Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information, look us up online at wealthwayadvisors.com. You can request an information packet to find out what it's like to work with us or sign up for a free quarterly newsletter at wealthwayadvisors.com. Just go to that contact page, put your name and address in there, select the appropriate uh, information that you want, and we'll get it out to you later on this week week. If you want to talk to a live human being, give us a call at the office 456-2200. If you can't catch us live every second and fourth Tuesday of the month at 6 p.m., get the show as a podcast. Search for Dollars and Common Sense wherever you get your podcasts. Download us, take us with you where you go, and listen at your convenience. Tonight, we're talking about the components of good ongoing financial planning. And, uh, you know, financial planning, I contend, is a service that virtually everyone needs that they don't even know they need. Uh, it's the next evolution of financial planning advice after investing. Most people who are financially savvy know they need to save and invest long term, but then they don't know what they do with it. Or are they doing it fast enough? Or do they have enough? Do they need to keep doing it? That's where financial planning comes in. Financial planning harnesses all your financial resources and so that wherever money touches your life, the financial plan is there to help you make the best decisions so you maximize the efficiency with your money, build it as quickly as possible over time. And what we do in our practice is in the accumulation stage, you know, as people are, are saving and investing over time, one of our typical goals, whether stated or unstated, uh, is to get our clients to a point of financial independence. Financial independence is being freed from the ability to have to work to earn income in order to maintain your quality of uh, your standard of living. It's because you have saved and invested wisely over time, you now have enough critical mass of savings of nest egg to then live off your own savings, live off your own money, maintain your lifestyle, at least maintain your lifestyle off of your own own nest egg that you saved and earned over your lifetime, and you answer to no man at that point in time. And it's incredibly liberating, freeing, uh, power, independence in the best sense of the word. Uh, it just gives you so many more options to uh, when you are at that point of financial independence and, and you to know that you don't have to work for money. Now, you might want to work because you enjoy it, or you might want to work because uh, you don't have a, a retirement plan figured out just yet. What are you going to do with all your free time? Then 
but working with with the idea in the back of your mind that you don't have to do it. And I've we've seen firsthand people who eh, didn't like their job so much, thought that they were really ready to retire, but once they hit that magic number, uh, where we s- told them, gave them sort of professional permission to let them know that they were financially independent and they no longer had to work for money, all of a sudden, you know what? Sometimes that job that's kind of irritating becomes more tolerable because you now have the power, the freedom, the independence to walk away whenever you choose. You control that. Not your boss, not your employer. You have that. And if, you know what, if some layoff happened unexpectedly, that's okay. You're you're financially independent. You don't need that. So it's a whole. It reframes a lot of people's uh, thinking about work, uh, work, uh, leisure, um, retirement, what it looks like, what it should look like. Um, just having that power of financial independence uh, is a great liberator. So that's one of the things that typically comes out of. Uh, the financial planning process done well throughout the years. All right, so uh, I think I left off at debt management. Uh, we'll make sure you pay off bad debt. Next thing you want to do, an investment plan. And I'm not going to get into a lot of details on investment plans because I've had a couple shows on those uh, recently. But after we get out of bad debt, then we've got to save for long-term objectives. And investments, mainstream investments, U.S. stocks, uh, Uh, equities, uh, mutual funds, ETFs, those investment vehicles through which we get to common stocks, one of the greatest wealth creation uh, devices ever created by mankind, fractional ownership shares of publicly traded companies that we call stocks, right? So much incentives built into publicly traded companies to continue to grow revenue, grow earnings, which grows value, which you get to participate in if you own shares of that company. It, you know, it's one of the easiest uh, labor, uh, unintensive ways of generating wealth if you do it properly. So investment plan uh, is, a, is a major component of comprehensive financial plan and the asset allocation that makes up your investment plan is the primary driver of your long-term performance. And we are a proponent of most people at most stages of their life having a portfolio, investment portfolio made up of primarily, if not exclusively, all common stocks, all equities, which is a uh, somewhat of a depar- departure from uh, the rest of the investment world that likes to uh, throw a lot of bonds into portfolios um, for the illusion of safety, I like to call it. Um, bonds have certainly been no friend over the last couple of years. It was not a conducive um, interest rate environment for bonds. And then bonds long-term, Uh, do little more than drag down your long-run rate of return. Uh, They occasionally provide some temporary stability in periods of market downturns, stock market downturns, but 
at a cost that we feel is far too great to long-term performance. So I think that most people uh, should be invested primarily for growth in equities over most stages of their life. And that's where I'll leave the investment uh, talk uh, for right now. Then uh, after the investment plan, a retirement plan, one of the biggest stated or unstated goals that most people have when they start doing true analytical financial planning. So to give you a sense of what that might look like, retirement planning, so, you know, kind of a, an old rule of thumb used to be that you need approximately 80% of your present income in retirement. So, you know, whatever you're earning in your early 60s, multiply it by 80%. That's probably uh, about what you could expect to spend to maintain your lifestyle at at retirement at 65, if that's the, the magic age. Um, I would say, though, that um, we're not, you know, if, if you save 20 to 30% of your pre-retirement income, and that's a big number for most people. Most people are not saving anywhere close to 20 or 30% of their pre-retirement income. They're probably, if they contribute to a company retirement plan, they're probably saving six their company is matching them with three, they're saving about 9%, I would say. But if, you, if you're saving 20, 30, then you're, you're on track for that number. Most people are, spent, are saving less than that, which means they're gonna have to rely on less income uh, in retirement. And that's, you know, that's not necessarily a problem. It depends on what retirement looks to you looks like to you. For uh, most people nowadays, at least in our demographic that we work with, don't look to have a hard break from work. They don't like work, 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 work. One day, turn it off and go sit on the porch, and rocking chair on the porch and go play golf. That's not what we're seeing much of anymore. Most people are choosing to work uh, well past traditional retirement age, but work less. You know, part-time. Go part-time at your current employer if you're allowing it. If the employer allows it, we're seeing more of those options now. It's a win-win for employer, employee. So it's okay if you don't save that much if you're going to work longer than expected because you want to work longer. And you should. Uh, you need to do something. You have to have something to retire to. So you can't just have something to retire from. You have to have something to retire to, and if you don't, you might not be ready to retire. Know that going into it. Uh, okay, uh, retirement plan, insurance coverage, good component, uh, important component of any good financial plan. Insurance coverage includes health insurance, possibly disability insurance. Most people get that from their employer if they have it. Of course, auto, homeowners, renter insurance, and then life insurance if there's other people dependent on you for your income, uh, and if your early demise would cause them financial hardship, then life insurance is a good use for that. So making sure you have the right types of insurance coverage in the right amounts in order to protect against the catastrophic event. All right, I'm running out of time. Last thing on of comprehensive financial planning and estate planning. Don't forget about the wills and trusts. I'll be back in two weeks on Tuesday, October 10th at 6 p.m. You've been listening to Dollars and Common Sense. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna on News Talk 790 WNIS. The preceding program was sponsored and paid for by Wealthway Financial Advisors. 
we are solely responsible for its content. 